0: Hey, aloha. This is Jeff Reinbold. Welcome to our show. We are back and we are talking about the NFC North and the AFC South in our off-season evaluations, knowing where your football team is headed into the
1: 2023 season. Michael, welcome to the show. Jeffrey, it's always good to chat with you, my friend. I I believe that we'll probably talk about this at a live show someday, but uh, tactical issues microphone speakers it's it's like a christmas miracle in, in june 12 weeks out from the season now jeff you must be uh excited and you're in the, the the depths of your season at the moment yeah we are we are ready
0: to play tonight and uh thought we'd take a little time this morning to talk a little nfl football and uh you know i think that you know you look at the and let's talk about the nfc north because i think this is a really truly interesting division to me because this is a division now that's going through tremendous turnover in the last, you know, last three or four years. This had been previously, basically the Packers and the Vikings division to fight for. Uh, We've seen Dan Campbell go into Detroit and do, you know, not miracles, but certainly he's done a great job in Detroit getting that football team, you know, better. Ryan Poles, I think, had a great offseason in Chicago and this is going to be one of those years where i think the nfc north is going to go down way into into december before we find out who's going to win that win that division and there may be two teams come out of this division as playoff teams.
1: Definitely agree with you on the last point as well like in, in in the sense of it's going to be difficult for a lot of teams in the afc to get that last sort of wild card spot but looking at the nfc it's it's free for all in those last sort of positions and yes this is the one where at the time of recording you can get the Packers as high as 5-1 to one to win the NFC North which back in the day when I say back in the day back 7-8 months ago wasn't heard of and so much has changed since that last game in, in Lambeau Field with the Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers and the Detroit Lions are like the young hip team now that everyone loves and it's amazing Jeff with this league just how quickly things can change like, it's just amazing. You you take Aaron Rodgers at the Green Bay, and look what happens. What, what what team do you want to focus on first, man? Well, I, I you know let's talk about the Lions just a little bit before we get into,
0: you know the the evaluation of the, of the teams. The Lions have become kind of like this darling, like you said. And if can you imagine that uh, the network is trying to get the Lions to do a second year of hard knocks because last year they were so they were so you know, entertaining during the, during the hard knock sessions. And, you know, you never know what you're going to get out of Dan Campbell. You those, obviously he's got a bunch of coaches that coach with extreme passion. Uh, there was just tremendous, it was tremendous TV. And, uh, you know, I think frankly, there are a lot of teams that don't want hard knocks and the NFL has gone back to the lions and said, Hey, how about a second season? So we may see hard knocks too out of Detroit, but before we get to Detroit, let's go to Chicago where Ryan Poles, I think, has had a great offseason, and he's in the process of rebuilding his football team around an elite-level athlete at quarterback in Justin Fields. Um, To me, and as we always start with the quarterback position, Michael, because it's the most important position in football, Justin Fields, elite talent athlete, has to improve as a passer, and certainly I think, what you look at the things that Poles has done, he's given this kid more weapons. He's tried to continue to build that offensive line to protect him and run the football, which will get balance and make his job very, 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 very much easier as a quarterback. And I think that those two factors really are going to be critical in the development of the Bears. I've seen some you know, pundits say that the Bears are going to be the worst to first story of 2023. It seems like every year we have one and, you know, there are a lot of people that say and that the Bears had the best offseason
1: season in, in this division. Um, what, what's your thought on that, Mike? I think that's I think that's really interesting in the sense of it could be, they could be one of those teams going from zero to hero. Um, going back to what you said with the Lions very quickly, yeah, this is a pre recorded podcast. The NFL might announce this week before this goes out that the Lions are in hard knocks. I'd be really surprised if they are because it's a it's a sort of a takeaway from the norm as well in the sense of there's usually a certain amount of rules and teams that can be on to it. In terms of the Bears, you know, you're looking to see a situation where there is a vast amount of improvement. Like you know, I, I think Bears fans, to be fair to them, last year, they weren't too down on the team and they weren't too down on Justin Fields because the guy's development. You know, at the end of the day, since 2012, whenever Lovey Smith was fired, they have got into two playoff games, and that is it. You know, you got to remember going back to 2017, they passed on this guy. Jeff, you, know, you might have heard him. You you might have heard of him. He's called Patrick Mahomes, and they and they draft Mitchell Trubisky instead, and like it's went downhill from there for them in that sense. But when you look at Fields and his potential, he's a freak athlete. The question is. Have they built around him enough and not just have they given him enough threats on the offense? Yes, they've got DJ Moore there, they've brought him in. The line looks better, but how much better will Fields actually be? You know, has Ryan poles done enough to ensure that if Fields in the offense can get anywhere from 24 to 27 points, that's the improvement for Fields. You know, getting rid of those interceptions, ensuring that he is a more developed more rounded player can they can the Bears make sure that their defence is one of the better defences in the league this season especially when you've had another off season of teams watching Fields tape the expectation is on Fields but the thing is Jeff you know how long do you give Justin Fields for me I, I, I feel he's a five year project I think this is the year of seeing can he make the next step if he can improve on the interceptions I think that's an improvement for him this year, but it's a really weird one because they're in a division where there's so many question marks, and we just don't know what's going to happen because they, they could go on a run very easily. I love that I love bringing in DJ Moore. though I think that, that's going to add an extra X factor to this offense. Yeah, to me, and I, DJ Moore is
0: obviously an upgrade, and and Clay, Chase Claypool should be an upgrade. Now I'm getting mixed signals out of Chicago on on Claypool. You know Claypool came out of Notre Dame with a lot of talent. Long kid who can run and go get the football. He had a really good, you know, early career in Pittsburgh and we're talking about he, this kid's only been in the league a few years, but you know, kind of was a, a you know, instant star in Pittsburgh. Kind in my opinion he got caught up in, you know, being a a, a star and mm. you know the Mapletron, nickname he gave himself, and all of that kind of stuff because he's a Canadian kid, and uh, I I just think that his maturity, you know, is a question here. And like I say, I'm I'm hearing things out of Chicago that he, you know, they're a little frustrated with him. Darnell Mooney, uh, you know, the third. I think those guys are those guys if they come to play, and if Claypool, you know, has the kind of year that he's physically capable of having, you got three good receivers for. Uh, Justin Fields. And I think you're right about Justin Fields, Michael. He's got to improve as a passer. We know he's an elite athlete with the ball in his hands. I think they're going to have to scheme things for him to make it simple for him. But you look at bringing in a guy like Robert Tanya and I think Robert Tanya is a guy in the offseason and not a lot of people have given him his just credit. I think that uh, you know you pair him with Cole Komet who they drafted high a couple years ago out of Notre Dame. Those two guys give them two legitimate tight end, you know, passing threats. Komet is a a good inline blocker. I think Tanya's a real, real good red zone target. So he's going to have better players around him. Um, Deonta Foreman at at running back, again, the loss Montgomery, that's going to hurt a little bit. But, you know, again, we see right now how the running back in the NFL is such a devalued position that people feel like you can do it by commit. And I think that's probably true. You talked about up front, and I think this is interesting, Michael. You know, Cody Whitehair is going to be back at center again. Uh, you know, they went and got Nate Davis from Tennessee, who's a road grader as an offensive lineman, run blocker, and a good pass blocker. Uh, Darnell Wright, their first round draft choice, should s- slide right into right tackle. And, you know, Tevin Jenkins, who they drafted a couple years ago in the second round, uh, you know, they slid him to guard from tackle. They tried to play him at tackle early in his career. It didn't work very well. Uh, so he's now a guard where he's more comfortable. I think that's an improved offensive line. So offensively, the Bears should be a team that can get you three touchdowns a game. You, you, look, at, you look at games today, and you're going to have to score three touchdowns typically to be able to win a football game and kick a few field goals along the way. Uh, You know, I think this is an offense that's headed in that direction. Again, the caveat is how much is Fields going to develop as a passer this offseason?
1: Just add on what you're saying there about Chase Claypool. There was a report, and I think you've mentioned it there, just for people wondering, over over the last couple of days where people are in the organization, apparently questioning uh, questioning his sort of commitment to... The game itself, not the bears, but his motivation. So, he's um, a guy that obviously had a big season in twenty twenty, I think. And it's like this, but the, spot, the spotlight is going to be under him now as well. I'd love to say, Jeff, you know, you 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 would have liked to have seen Ryan Poles and the Bears make sort of a you know try and get a big name, a corner, maybe an edge player. That did not happen this offseason. But look at their schedule: a late bye, December third, uh, for for a buy. Obviously, they have the benefit of being in that last place position in the NFC North but in weeks eight through four to five to six weeks they go on the road for four games um, and they visit the Chargers on the West Coast they go to the Saints after and after they have the Panthers at home which could be a decent enough game for them they then have to go to the Lions and the Vikings and have a late bye in December the 3rd if they can get to December the 3rd it'll be very interesting to see where they're at in terms of wins but um, certainly it's it's, going to be an interesting season you know we'll and something that we haven't talked about that much there will Fields who rushed for what was it like twelve hundred yards last year? Will he rush for more this year? I'm I'm really really intrigued to see it. I, I will say as well before we go into the next team, some great responses just privately last week in regards to your deep dive of these teams, Jeff. I, I will say to people, this is the generic deep dive. We're, we're trying to talk about a few things. It's hard to talk about the whole team in ten minutes. You can't do that. So if if there, are, if there is any feedback or any points that you'd love to make, please do interact with us on Twitter because. We would love to debate you online as well, so feel free. But um yeah. Yeah. we
0: We we, We can't leave the Bears. I really don't think it's fair to leave the Bears without talking about that defense because yeah, you know, this is gonna be where the Bears I think obviously Fields is the first most important key. But secondly, the Bears have got to get better on defense. And, you know, you look around this division and really uh, the Packers, I think, have the makings of, of a very good defense. I think Minnesota's got defensive problems, you know, obviously last year, Detroit gave up a ton of points. But the Bears have gone out, you know, they drafted Zach Pickens and Gervon Dexter, both second rounders inside to bolster that inside group. Uh, they got Andrew Billings, they you know, DeMarcus Walker from, you know, an unrestricted free agent out of Tennessee but I just don't see guys in that front. Now, again, those young kids, who knows how they're going to develop, but they'll certainly give depth. But I just don't know if there's a there's a legitimate threat as a pass rusher. And you've got to be able to rush the passer. Um, obviously, they did a great job of improving their linebacker core because you go out and get TJ Edwards, who's a Chicago kid. That should be a match made in heaven. And then Tremaine Edmonds from the Bills, who you know, at times flashes greatness. And then you think about him and, you know, he's he's been in the league for four or five years. He's only 24 years old. That kid has a great future. They paid a lot of money for those guys. But I think those guys will certainly help the Bears at linebacker. And then I'm anxious to see Tyreek Stevenson and see whether he can win a starting corner job as a rookie in the NFL. And as a rookie in the NFL, that you know that teams will go after him. But if the Bears are going to be better, if the Bears are going to threaten for a playoff spot, mm-hmm. Bears are going to be a worse-to-first scenario, then I think it's going to be fields and the defense have to come the first.
1: I think we need to talk about the Packers next because I feel like we can talk about the Vikings and the Lions and talk about different elements. But this is, you know, certainly in my lifetime of following the NFL, Jeff, this is uncharted territory for me, seeing the Packers, not decimated, but seeing them with height, dots that you know, key quarterback because they went from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers and now you have Jordan Love tell me as a guy that has been sitting in the CFL for the last few months uh, and never mind your whole career but just being on that being on that field and seeing guys pick up experience and learning things day by day are people maybe underestimating the fact that they're saying oh well the Packers will finish fourth here and they're not giving Jordan Love enough credit because he sat behind Aaron Rodgers for the cost of two years and he now has his opportunity. Are we or are analysts or we, our you know professionals being dismissive of the Packers is my question because what's not to say Jordan Love could light it up? Uh, I, I think
0: I think there's a lot of a lot of factors that go into that. You know, Jordan Love might light it up, but the reality of it is when you look at the Packers right now and you see christian watson romeo dupes and a rookie Jaden reed listed as your starting wide receivers that's not that's not a crew that's going to scare a lot of people and yes you know again bakhtiari if he can come back healthy it's going to help um but you know you got luke musgrave at tight end and and he's a rookie and and tucker craft is a rookie at tight end. it's a very young packer bunch now There'll be a lot of enthusiasm because they're young, but it's a tough, you know, let me tell you something. Pro football is a tough teacher. I mean, it is hard to learn on the run, and this is a team that's going to have to learn on the run, and they're going to have to lean on those running backs, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. That's where I think the Packers have a little bit of an edge on some of the other teams in the division. Um, you know, again, this is a team that has a lot of question marks and a lot of turnover and will be a different team. How much, sometimes there's what we call addition by subtraction, and Mm. how much more will this offense develop without Aaron Rodgers? Now, that seems seems counterintuitive, but the reality of it is Rodgers had a lot of control over what they did, and now it's going to be more on the coaches. We may see the Packers go a different direction with their throwing game. We may see more two tight ends. We may see things that we haven't seen out of Green Bay in a while. So that's what's fascinating to me. How much is LaFleur going to gonna be able to you know, morph this offense into something that really helps a young quarterback in Jordan Love develop?
1: Because he's an unknown commodity right now. It's funny because, like... First off, when you have Aaron Jones there at running back and AJ Dillon in the back as well, you know that's that's a very positive start for us, right? when you're seeing guys like I'll, I'll I'll shout out Derek Harger now, who is on our college football coverage but works for the Packers for twenty four seven sports, and you see different people talking about Sean Clifford, of quarterback. He's ripping dimes and OCS and stuff. It's, it's interesting. I I want to give Jordan Love a chance. I agree with you to an extent in regards to that wide receiver room I mean Christian Watson second rounder um, was well, he first second rounder in the draft this year or am I, am I losing my head He second rounder just missed the first round I mean Jeff the Packers have a history of getting wide receivers I mean Jordy Nelson in the second round Devontae Adams in the second round who knows I will never fantasy wise or just generally watching the NFL I will never write them off when it comes to the wide receiving core because they'll end up having guys that are third or fourth stringers coming in and starting to score two or three touchdowns but then that's the argument was that the greatness of Brett Favre was that the superbness of Aaron Rodgers is superbness even a word is my question Uh, I'm obviously looking at um, Dan Whelan who is from Ireland he is behind Pat Pat O'Donnell in a punting position um, hoping that Pat somehow finds a way to leave and Daniel becomes the first active player in 38 years. Might not happen, but he's definitely in a good situation there. Um, it's it's going to be a weird season for them. You know, It's going to be a weird season for fans, almost. They've got a tough enough schedule, especially in the second half of the season. But the thing is, Jordan Love, all he has to do is go out focus on himself and see how he gets on. This is a hell of an opportunity for him. And I'm, I'm really excited to see it because if he can get it going on the offense and that run game complements it, who knows? Who knows? But yes, Jeff, the depth chart of the minute reminds me of going into the shops after Christmas and trying to buy food. There's nothing on the shelves. That's what it's well, like. I'll tell you what, you
0: go on the defensive side, there's some stuff on the shelf because Kenny Clark, you know, is a, is a former first-round draft choice. Preston Smith. You look at this Quay Walker. They got some guys. Rashawn Gary. They got... They got players on the defensive side of mm. football. Secondary is much better than it's been. Um, you know, I think they're going to have to carry the Packers early. And, you know, as Jordan Love gets comfortable and starts developing that offense, you know, this is where the offseason becomes such a critical thing because he's going to have to get as much work as he can possibly get done in OTAs, in minicamp, and in the preseason to be comfortable. You know, you don't, you know, we've taken away a preseason game, and so that's one less opportunity for him to get out and play yeah. against another team. And you know that that's going to you know that's going to hurt. So how they choose to use him in preseason, how many live reps he gets in those preseason games, he's got a you know it's going to be a learning curve, and that's just the way it is. And I, like I said earlier, this is pro football is a you know is a tough teacher, and you know there's the. History is littered with, you know, quarterbacks who learned on the run and it was too much for them early. And we've seen a lot of them in the last five, six years, guys that can't make that trazi- tradi- excuse me, can't make that transition from college football to pro football. We gotta also remember about Jordan Love. Jordan Love has not played a tremendous amount. Mm. I mean, he had very, very few snaps under his belt. He needs live reps, he needs live bullets, he needs patience. He needs to be in a system built for his skill set, and I, I think Matt Lafleur and his coaching staff—that's their biggest challenge. And I'm sure they're on that, you know, every
1: day. We should we should be doing this, but we should also be given like some sort of like, um, sort of like a, like a, like a mini bowl protection for each, so we can like cut this back in like October and be like, remember oh, whenever Jeff said that, the guy tore a, a wide receiver too. I'm gonna say he scores over seven and a half touchdowns this season. Catches over seven and a half touchdowns this season. I'm just gonna say after the crack. Um, Packers have Packers have five primetime games. Why do I Jeff? Five primetime games. Well, I think I think
0: that's that's indicative, Michael, of just how iconic that G on that helmet is. And you know that for every generation now, you can remember greatness in Green Bay. Then yeah. for the, you know for for the gray beards you can go all the way back to Vince Lombardi and you know, then it was Mike Holmgren and then it was Mike McCarthy and you know, you talk about a the, a lineage of great quarterbacks going back to Bart Starr. while the Bears could can, ne- can never seem to find a quarterback. uh The Packers have found them, you know, like time after time after time. You know they had, as you said, even a guy like Dan Mikowski who until he got hurt, really was electric. And then Favre comes, and then Aaron Rodgers comes, and now it's Jordan Love. So, you know, can he continue that tradition of greatness that the Packers have had at quarterback? And they've frankly been spoiled a little bit that way.
1: We've got about 10 minutes left in the NFC North for us before we look and record our next preview casually. Um, Vikings or Lions? Flip, Flip a coin. Vikings?
0: Yeah, I think the Vikings because the Vikings are are a fascinating you know study to me, and you know one of the one of the th- this is one of the teams that um, I think you know you we always start at quarterback. I mean that's that's where you got to start. And when you go to Minnesota and you talk about quarterback, we're talking about a guy who seems to be, and I, and he doesn't do it because of his personality, but he seems to be like a lightning rod. For criticism and controversy, and you know, just look at what Kirk Cousins has done. Look at his look at his body of work, and everybody comes back to the point: well, he can't win in the playoffs. He can't win in the playoffs. They can't stop anybody lately. Until they get that fixed, it doesn't matter. He can throw four thousand yards every year. They've got to find a way to play better defense, and they've let the defense age. They've let the defense kind of. They they flip-flopped around, what do they want to be? Do they want to be a 4-3 team? Do they want to be a 3-4 team? Had a coordinator change again. I mean, for Minnesota fans, it's got to be frustrating because they've had great offensive players in there. You know, Justin Jefferson, and, you know, it just, it's, you look at this football team, and it should be a better football team than it is. They're in the playoffs, I get it, but they're not going to advance anywhere in the playoffs
1: until they figure out, how to stop people on defense. And now you take away Green Bay and you take away Aaron Rodgers and suddenly they're standing on a stage in a theatre and the light is very firmly in their face because there is nowhere to hide anymore as far as I'm concerned. When it comes to when it comes to Kirk Cousins, you know, they like Kevin O'Connell coming into Minnesota it takes time. I understand that. You, you've got a situation where you're, you know, you're very, very likely. I mean, like he's, he's gone. Dalvin Cook won't be there, um, and it's, it's, it's sort of it's, it's a question where you wonder what the ceiling is for this team. You're right about Kirk Cousins if they can get into the playoffs, which they should in the conference and the division which they're in. How far can they go? Because the performance of the Minnesota Vikings against the New York Giants in the playoffs was extremely poor, to say the least, based on what they like if you remember what they'd done, Jeff, against Indianapolis, where what they dropped what, 30 odd points and then came back or whatever, it was absolutely ridiculous. The, the reality is what we'll probably see is um the Vikings make a good run throughout the season and Kurt Cousins will continue to have Mr. Consistency in terms of his stats, his performance, the big if this season is how can they go further? But the general analysis seems to be from across the league, Jeff, that they're going to take a step back. I certainly don't think they'll take a step back in the division. I, I, I think they'll be challenging for the division title. I, I, as of right now, I think they'll win the NFC North, personally. Um, But you have to try and exploit the opportunity there. They need to try and just find a way with Kirk Cousins if this is going to be Kirk Cousins' last rodeo in Minnesota he wants to go out in the best way possible they can't tag him next year either so he has already come out and said he's going to wait until March 2024 to talk to other teams but certainly for me I'm intrigued to see how Kevin O'Connell will approach this season if he is this master of the offense which I think he is from what we've seen in LA how will that be embedded further this year now it's exciting to think of it's certainly even when we're sitting 26, 27 minutes into a podcast, Jeff, it makes you think there's so much in this division to unpack. And I'm excited to see it, man.
0: Well, I, again, let's, I, and I, I'm i not beating a dead horse. I just really think this is a way you got to look at it. If you look at the division, you, first thing you look at is, okay, who are the best quarterbacks in the division? And right now you'd have to say Kirk Cousins is the best quarterback in the division. Now, can fields become the best quarterback in the division he has the physical ability to do it hasn't done it yet jordan love hasn't done anything yet right and you know you you look around and you just go they've got justin jefferson he's an elite player one of the best in the league all right so now go beyond that where's the next best guy they got tj hawkinson at tight end is a very good tight end he's proven He's a proven commodity in the NFL. Alexander Madison at running back is gonna have to, you know, have a good year for him. He's got to have. He's got to become the guy. It's easy to be the backup and go in there and flash. When you get it all put on you, right? Because you know they they lost a the guy that was dynamic. Now Madison's going to have to pick up the slack. They're better in the offensive line than they've been. They spent a lot of time and money building that offensive line you know Garrett Bradbury at center has gone from being what many considered a bust early in his career because it was so much you know inside pressure against Cousins he's played it much 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 better that offensive line has come around but again what are they going to get out of Jalen Rager you know as a second what are they going to get out of Jordan Addison a rookie who's going to have to I think going to have to you know, not play like a rookie. He's got to go in there and play like a veteran. KJ Osborne, what are you going to get from KJ Osborne? Can they be enough? Because defensively, I really still worry about this team. You know, you look at them and they go, you know, Daniel Hunter did not have a great year last year. Part of that was scheme, I think. It wasn't a scheme fit for him. Um, you know, they're going to be young at linebacker. Uh, Marcus Davenport, I think, certainly is going to help them. Harrison Smith's 34 years old at safety how much does he have left in the tank and you know and then you then you know it's it's a bunch of guys around them that are young kids Black- that are going they're you know, they're going to have to you know play better they're gonna have to play you know you look at andrew booth second rounder in 22 and and cameron byron you know fourth rounder in 21 Aquila a- a- Evans, tw- you know, fourth rounder in twenty-two. They're young players. I mean, and they have got to grow up fast, and they've got to, they've got to ha- get some help from the guys in front of them. They got to get pressure. And right now, I look at it and I go, Dean Lowry, you know, Kyrus Tonga, Harrison Phillips. I mean, that, there's not a there's not a name there that somebody's going to have to develop, and they're going to have to play really good team defense and hope that they can outscore people because I think the offense can score. I think Cousins has proven he can move the football. For the Vikings, it's what can you get done
1: on defense? Because let's face it, Mike, they were abysmal last year on defense. Absolutely shocking on defense last year. And you would hope that's been rectified. But then you let go of certain guys, you bring in Blackmon in the draft. I mean, we haven't even talked about it. Was it Jordan Addison, they bought in as well? So... It's gonna be an interesting year, Minnesota. I mean bloody hell, Jeff, it always is. Let's let's end on the most interesting point of of course here, and it, it has to be the it has to be the, the, the darlings of the league at the moment in terms of popularity. Um the Detroit Lions. And I, I really hope that Detroit are picked for hard knocks this year, and this is gonna be the Instagram reel or TikTok reel when it does happen. If they are picked for hard knocks, I think it's a home run because everyone loves a bit of Dan Campbell everyone loves a bit of his energy the way that he motivates his players and Jeff you could see that last year he transformed that team's way of thinking to belief like it got to the point a couple of years ago where I was sitting on Thanksgiving and I thought I I I don't want to watch the Lions like that's literally where I was at and now God I can't wait to watch them and look where they are this year they kick off they open up in Arrowhead Against Paddy Mahomes and I'll be damned. Who knows what's going to happen on the the first the first game of the season? But um, they they had a they had they, they had a bit of a weird, bit of a sort of weird draft. I would say I, I would say there was a few question marks over over where, where they picked up. Look, I'll, I'll I'll not try and you know annoy any uh, uh, I'll not try and annoy any Lions fans here. But when you've f- traded with Jeff Okula. To the Falcons, questions will be asked. But now you look at Campbell and you think, well, how's he going to manage this team this year? Because they could have a hell of a year or they could drop off. I really hope
0: they don't drop off. I don't think they will either. What well, is this unique year in Detroit? Because there's expectations, right? You know, the Lions have struggled for so long and, you know, they haven't been in a playoff game in a million years and, and, you know, it's been just frustration after frustration and coach after coach. And and Dan Campbell has come in and revitalized of that franchise. I think Chris Spielman coming into the back into the front office has revitalized that franchise. This, this is a team that really, really surprised an awful lot of people last year. The reality of it is they're not going to surprise anybody this year. They're, they're not going to sneak up on anybody this year. And you you hit it on the hit. We're going to find out a lot about them the first weekend when they play Kansas City, but let's look at the roster. And you start again at quarterback, and Jared Goff, frankly, to me, last year played much better than I had seen Jared Goff play. Maybe in since his time with the Rams, when you know he had that first, you know, he and Sean McVay had that first year together. Since that time, he struggled. He's, you know, he looked sometimes uh, confused in the pocket. He looked timid, but I think he really took a step last year. They scored a lot of points. I mean, the Lions offense, offensively did a really, really good job. You know, you got Marvin Jones outside. St. Brown, I think, has come into his own as one of uh, one of the elite players in the league. They've done a great job. You know, you look around, you look at that front four. I mean, excuse me, the, the, you look at that front front five the the offensive line that the lions have put together there's you know you don't you know, think about it. there's three first round draft choices in that in those five guys you know you got frank Ragnow who was a first round draft choice penny panace who was a first round draft choice taylor decker who was a first round draft choice they're good up front which they haven't been and i think that's a big key now they're going to be young at tight end sam laporta the second round draft choice that they have he's going to have to you know you have to grow up fast. It was interesting to me, Mike, how they drafted, because I thought there were better players on the board than Jamar Gibbs when they went up and got him in the first round. I thought there were guys that made more sense to them, but obviously they love that guy and they see him as a. You know, they got David Montgomery as an un, un, you know UFA out of Chicago, who's proven that he can be a dynamic player but when you go out and you take a kid like Gibbs in the first round or running back in the first round, which is really unusual these days, what you're saying is that guy's going to be that special guy that can play in the slot, that can play running back, that can be a all, you know, a three down back. And early, early word out of Detroit that I've gotten is that he is not disappointed at all. Then you go over the defensive side and, you know, with the, with their other first round draft pick they take Jack Campbell who's kind of a throwback linebacker out of Iowa big strong guy that's physical and you know uh but where the lions i thought struggled last year was in the back end and you know we'll see how much better they've gotten they Cameron Sutton's going to help them i think uh, CJ Gardner-Johnson's going to help them those are two free agents they brought in uh, up front Comiskey's a good football player I love Aiden Hutchinson. I think he's really a good player. Eric, I, excuse me, Alex Anzalone at, at linebacker was had a really good year. James Houston's a good football player. they got football players on defense. they got to just continue to get better, and the secondary's got to play better. They can't keep giving up as many yards and as many explosive plays as they did last year. But everything says this is the team that should win the division.
1: You literally st- – you've siphoned that beautifully there into the final chat I I think the top two teams in this division are going to be closer than we all think I, I think Detroit and Minnesota will win anywhere from 9 to 11 to 12 games and I think it will go down to December I have Minnesota pipping them with the very, very end, which people are going to call me crazy I just feel that consistency gets it done and I, I think the Lions will be a threat in the playoffs as well as Minnesota and Time will tell. Imagine the Lions in the wild card game, Jeff. In the playoffs, I I
0: think the Lions are. You know, there's every reason to believe if you're a Lions fan, and there's been a it's been a long time since I can say this. And I, my first team I fell in love with as an NFL fan, you know, as a seven year old kid, was the Detroit Lions, and so I understand. (laughs) I understand how long it's been, you know, since there's been expectations. You you know, Mm. really, you got to go back to the Barry Sanders days, and you know, this is a more balanced team a better roster than the lions have had in a long time i think it's got better character i think it competes harder all the things you look for now can they when the expectations come and the expectations are large now in detroit can they live up to the expectations and i think frankly and and this is why i sound like a like a fan when i say this that early part of that schedule is going to say an awful lot about who they are. Are they, you know, are they reading the newspaper clippings? Are they a victim of their expectations or do they live up to their expectations? I think Dan Campbell will embrace those expectations. I think he'll talk to the team in the first meeting about, "Hey, our expectation is to win this division and and get into the playoffs and make noise in the playoffs." And I think the Lions are capable of that. So, Again, they got to stay healthy. Um, You know, they got to get some play out of some young players that that you know are going to be first. You know, their first rounders are going to have to be guys for them, not not just guys. They got to be legitimate players. Laporte has got to make plays. Gibbs has got to make plays. You know, you go over Campbell's got to make plays. If those guys play well and play up to expectation and play up to their draft status, then I think the Lions can be a
1: good football team. I love it, Jeff. I, I will say very quickly because we're we're, we're going to wrap up. Uh, obviously, we'll talk about these teams in more detail. I, I'm intrigued to see what happens to Bears Packers. It's the biggest question mark for me in this whole offseason. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, the expectation is a finish fourth, but who you never know. That's all nope. I'm going to say. You, never, you know. never know. All right, Jeff, we've got the AFC side so coming up later in the week, my friend. Um, but yeah, have you any final words, or is is that is that well, I, I, I agree with you, Michael. I think
0: it's going to be a. Our- fascinating division to watch and it's you know some of the oldest rivalries in the you know in the nfl and you know that the the bears hate the packers and the packers hate the vikings and the vikings hate the bears and every it's just the way it is in that division
1: and it's an up for grabs division i think it's going to be fascinating to watch yes sir we've got the afc south preview coming up later on this week you can watch this on the Pro Football Ireland YouTube channel just search Jeff bull Show it's on Jeff's Twitter as well a few days after YouTube and a few days after the podcast at the minute appreciate it. if you are listening to this please do subscribe show Jeff some love and you can follow him on Twitter as well at Jeff underscore Rainbow Jeff chat to you soon All right, Aloha